Welcome to another episode of Ben There Done That, where I, your host, Mariela Lozano, will share the best tips and knowledge that I have gained from my experiences, the good and the bad, throughout my college, personal, and professional life. I challenge you to step out of the comfort zone and learn to be the best version of yourself. Don't worry, I got you. I've been there, and this is how I get to say that I've done that. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Been There, Done That podcast. It is my pleasure to introduce to you my friend, Adrian. He actually goes to ASU with me and we're in Edworks together. So that's how I know him. And go ahead and introduce yourself, Adrian. Hello, first of all, thank you so much, Maria, for having me on this podcast. It's just so exciting. Um, and yeah, a little bit about me. I am a rising senior at ASU and uh, studying marketing um, and I originally am from Sacramento, California, and currently I am an intern, sales development intern at Slack. Um, otherwise, I am really passionate about helping my peers kind of develop their personal brands, utilizing LinkedIn and other strategies to help advance their careers and get them to a place where they feel confident in their uh, professional and personal well-being. That's so amazing. I literally always go to Adrian whenever I need help with my personal brand or if I just have questions because he's so helpful and he's very um, informative about everything that's going on within the industry or just about being a student in general. I oh, appreciate that. So I wanted to like start by introducing Adrian with a special virtual game of the hot seat. So we're going to set a timer for one minute and I'm going to ask Adrian as much questions as I can in a minute just to get to know you a little bit more. So let's get started. Hulu or Netflix? Ooh, uh, Netflix. Favorite movie? Social Network. Favorite color? Green. What's one thing that you will never do again? Um, eats, uh, mm question actually that's a tough one. Oh, uh i don't know maybe uh jump off of a uh a very high cliff into the water <laughs> um on a scale of one to ten how funny would you say you are uh probably like a seven eight if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive who would it be i would say denzel washington he just inspires me a lot and Sal Washington. Um, what is the weirdest combination of food you've ever eaten? Oh, I would say I've had uh, maybe like like squid with uh, a side <laughs> of like French fries to go along with that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then I think we have, who's your favorite Disney character? Oh, Woody. Woody, oh, okay. Well... That was it because my timer stopped, but that was a fun round of hot seat just to get to know you a little bit. And now I'm going to just um, ask you a couple of questions about your journey and stuff. Awesome. Looking forward to it. So what do you wish you had known before you started your college journey? I would say what I wish I had known was um, it's okay to not have your whole life planned out, right? Um, I think a lot of us kind of coming into college and we are just so focused on, oh my gosh, I need to make every right choice at the perfect time. And in reality, as 
us, you know, struggling college students, that just doesn't happen, right? Um, it's okay to not have that all planned out. It's okay to kind of go into college and just have an open mind and, and be uncertain with where you'll be in the future, right? So I think there's a beauty in uncertainty as well, because with that, it, it comes uh, experimentation and really just diving into different things, uh, whether it's on campus or not, that you can find uh, what's interesting to you and maybe that can help, uh, you know, propel you in the right direction to, you know, further accelerate in your career. Yeah, definitely. I feel the same way because when I came to college, I thought that like everyone had everything figured out and that I was like left behind and I felt like worried that I wasn't on the right track. But now like looking back, it's like more of like trying to see the different opportunities that you can get and just exploring, like you said, that's really important. Yeah, definitely. Um, what as of right now are your plans for after graduation? Yeah, as of right now, there's couple options. I mean, I think I'm focusing on pursuing a career in software sales. Um, for a while, I would say I was very focused on, you know, working for an advertising agency. Mm -hmm. And while that, that's fantastic, like, it's just I found that I think my fit with what I'm personally interested in is more towards a sales career. Um, so anyways, with my internship here at Slack, I'm aiming to hopefully receive a full-time off offer after I graduate. Um, but I'm also keeping my options open, you know, and, and still applying to other companies uh, in the fall and, and just kind of just seeing where that takes me. And um, hopefully I'll most likely either be in, you know, Bay Area, just in nature with a career in, in tech um, or New York or Chicago. So, um, you know, things are still in plan and, and I'm just really optimistic about what's going to happen uh, within the next year or so. Yeah, that's really cool. I want to go to New York. That's what I say, but we still have options and I'm barely in my junior year. So you're closer, you know, like to graduating and like you have so many options and really great opportunities are going to come to you. I know they will. And mm -hmm. also I was going to say like for our listeners that don't know what software sales are, can you just give like a little bit of a description of what that is? Yeah, I would say the biggest difference between like a regular sales career versus a software sales career is um, Bay Area, it's what's called like SaaS companies. So software as a service. So you're essentially, um, basically, basically the business model is you're selling a subscription, subscription software, right? So with Slack, um, the payment plan is like per month, per year, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's quite different and it's very focused on uh, relationship development and mm. keeping long-term uh, partnerships uh, with different clients and customers and whatnot. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's pretty complex, but it's very, it's a very exciting uh, career and highly recommend uh, kind of just taking a look at the possibilities that software sales offers. Yeah, that's really amazing. And would you say that that's more of like a B2B like scenario? Right, exactly. Yeah, definitely software sales is very B2B focused. Okay. Next question is, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I like to hike. I love hiking. Um, growing up in Sacramento, pretty much all we did, you know, beautiful trees and, and uh, trails around there. Coming to Arizona, fell in love with the mountains. So hiking has stuck with me since. Um, but I also like to like just watch movies. I really love reading. And um, 
I also, of course, <laughs> love browsing my LinkedIn feed and interacting with uh, people there and just, you know, meeting new people. I just love developing new relationships and seeing where those opportunities can, can lead to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, tell me about a time when you failed at something and built resilience or solved the problem. And this can be with, like within your career or as a college experience. Yeah, I think the biggest, I would say wake up call as well um, that happened in my collegiate career was, you know, I, I started, and I'll probably explain this a little later, but I started this whole LinkedIn content creation, personal branding journey when I was a freshman. And um, throughout the course of, you know, college, I was just consistently creating content and began developing relationships with people um, at LinkedIn and meeting new recruiters and uh, other employees. And so just by nature, I thought I just fell in love with the platform, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just so focused on this idea of possibly working for LinkedIn one day. And I thought I just had, I made all the right moves. And, you know, I was, I went to go and apply, had a referral into um, their sales internship program, which is called uh, LinkedIn's Global Sales uh, Internship, GSO. Mm -hmm. And, you know, went through the process, uh, first round, no problem, second round, no problem. And third round uh, was a little tricky kind of throwing me some curveballs there. I had to come up with like a, a sales pitch of mm-hmm. some type. And afterwards, I, I was still confident. Um, you know, I had a mentor that kind of coached me throughout the process. And I was just excited to see and finally have this uh, dream kind of manifest into reality of possibly interning in New York or Chicago or the Bay Area, right? And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. I am so excited. I'm like, for sure, I'm going to get this position. And I might have had, um, I think I, I spoke too quickly and definitely, um, I, anyways, I, after the third round, I found out about a couple of weeks later, I received a, a voicemail call from my recruiter and she broke down the news to me and told me that I did not get the position. And Mm -hmm. I was like, just devastated. I was heartbroken because that was like my end all be all. That was like my dream. Right. And to hear those words just kind of just destroyed me. And um, it was hard to kind of come back from that. But I knew that I was, I had a great network and that I was going to come up, you know, kind of come back from this somehow. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of just focused on, okay, you know, so this this happened here's what i learned right don't set all of your eggs into one basket make sure you diversify your options and also nothing is guaranteed right no matter how hard you try nothing is guaranteed mm-hmm. um so from that i kind of built up the resilience to you know reach out to my network and actually create a post on linkedin sharing this failure of mine and asking my network for any other opportunities any um if any companies were hiring at the time hiring any interns and it just so happened to be that my friend sent me a link to apply for slack um and i thought about it and i was like okay like this is going to be challenging because Mm -hmm. it's one of the top tech companies to work for and slack is going to be very competitive as well um but luckily i had a i had a friend uh, who i happened to set up an informational meeting with a year prior and we stayed in contact and 
anyways, I just reached back out to him and he was more than happy to, um, you know, put me in touch with the recruiter and help me help guide me throughout the uh, interview process. Right. Yeah. And uh, so that kind of led to, you know, ultimately uh, an internship with Slack. So um, mm-hmm. key things, key takeaways from this is obviously to never give up. Right. I think, yeah, it's talked about a lot, but it's very important to build that resilience and to just keep on going. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just to stay optimistic about when things, when things get tough, you know, because it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows and um, you're really going to be tested when those times come and you just have to believe in yourself and develop the confidence that things will work out for you because ultimately they will, if you just persist and uh, you, you don't let things kind of get you down. Mm-hmm. And how would you say that like our listeners can kind of like take away from the story? Like how can they leverage their own network or like build their own network to actually like ask for those opportunities? Because I know a lot of people are scared or like become shy when asking for those opportunities. But can you just like describe like how they can probably like approach that situation? Yeah, certainly. Um, first off, I would like to say a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Right. Um, if you don't ask, you're never going to receive. Um, and I think it's very important to remember. And that's just the first step. Right. Yeah. Like taking that action and, and stepping out of the comfort zone is very obviously very uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, if you just kind of stay in the position that you're at, you're not going to get anywhere. And most likely you're not going to receive the opportunity that you hope to receive. Right. Um, so it's about being bold and taking that step. Um, but to kind of simplify that, um, reach out to somebody that helped you in the past or that you are very, uh, that you have a lot of trust in someone and, 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 you know, reach out to somebody who you've just been in contact with uh, time and time again and just keeping updated with them. Right. So um, building those relationships are key and um, keeping them updated with what's, what's going on in your life is, is very important too. Um, But like I said, you know, you gotta, you gotta ask, and uh, in hopes to get, in hopes to, you know, have someone reach out to you and, and help you along the way. So again, Cosmont doesn't get fed and just be bold and, and take, take that risk because um, you just never know what's gonna happen, right? And if things don't work out, then you'll be in the same position as you were prior. Perfect. Thank you for clarifying that. I'm sure our um, listeners will really appreciate that. And now we're going to hop into more of the talking about personal branding and how you can kind of just build your own personal brand. So the very first question I have for you is, what is personal branding and how would you define it? Yeah, I think, you know, there's so many definitions out there and technical definitions and Wikipedia definitions, but I honestly think that Jeff Bezos says it best. Um, There's a quote by him that states, your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And this is a quote that I frequently use in all of my presentations that I deliver to on-campus organizations, um, right? It's, people, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily how you perceive yourself, but it's how others perceive you, right? So it's essentially um, your reputation offline and uh, online. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how, um, you kind of establish credibility and build in promoting yourself to demonstrate that you are a thought leader. Um, so with that, 
you know, will come, you know, referrals and opportunities that you might have never uh, considered prior to building this personal brand. Yeah, definitely. And we did have a question from Instagram that actually goes in line with this. So he asks, how can you be professional and also be yourself without setting a fake personality? That's a great question. Um, I think it honestly takes takes time and this takes uh, like a very a lot of self-awareness, understanding who you are. Um, but I know like when I first began this LinkedIn journey, the messages that I would send out to people was very proper, very formal, right? And yeah, it was great. Like I, I developed that structure for myself, but um, it didn't allow me to be myself, right? And I think people can read through that very easily, right? They, they know when you are kind of disingenuine. So like, it's just very simple, it's very cliche, um, but you just have to be yourself, you know? And like mm -hmm. I said, it takes practice. You gotta kind of warm up to it. And once you, you know, frequently reach out to people and, you know, whether it's through email or through phone call, I think you'll realize that other people are very informal. <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, it kind of allows you to think back on yourself. You're like, okay, if these people act in this way, maybe I can loosen up a, bit, a little bit, right? Um, maybe I just shouldn't be a robot. Um, and instead just be myself more while still maintaining professionalism, right? That's still mm -hmm. important, but just communicating in a way that reflects your personality, right? Yeah. Like you were saying, like being a robot, a lot of people tend to kind of stick to the status quo and try to like be too professional. But in reality, a lot of like companies and like people just like talking to people. So being yeah. able to be personable and sharing your feelings, your likes and dislikes like is also really important. So going mm -hmm. along with that, I think that was really great said. Yeah, exactly. Um, when did you realize this importance of this concept? Yeah, personal branding. Um, like I said, a little bit back here, uh, I would say freshman year, second semester freshman year. I was, you know, it was when I first joined uh, the American Marketing Association at uh, ASU. And I met this guy who was a senior at the time, Eric Johnson. And he was the one that kind of took me under his wing and told me the power that personal branding has and the power of connecting your brand and, and promoting that on platforms like LinkedIn, right? And I just saw how many opportunities that he was receiving because of the brand that he built for himself, right? He was meeting all these cool celebrities and, uh, you know, connecting with these C-suite executives. And I was like, wow, like, I want to be that person, right? I want to be that person who has that strong network where mm -hmm. whatever happens, I can just tap on one of my friend's shoulders and be like, hey, like, can you help me do this? Or can you connect me with this person? And, you know, they'd be more than happy to. So uh, I kind of just followed his footsteps and saw that he was creating content on LinkedIn. And I started doing that as well. And yeah, and then I just kind of stuck with it. I, I fell in love with just sharing my voice and um, communicating my value to a platform that would ultimately listen to what I had to say. And meanwhile, connect me with people who can mentor me and, um, you know, connect with these other people that can provide me with opportunities like, you know, receiving interviews or receiving uh, opportunities to interview with these companies. So 
uh, you know, the earlier you start, the better. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of the advice that I would provide in this context, um, because with that, you have more time to develop your brand. You have time to understand what your brand is. Um, and obviously it's going to change. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to flow and just be open-minded to having it be dynamic, but I know, sorry, it's kind of a long-winded answer, but freshman <laughs> year is when it all started. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then how would you recommend people just like go about like posting on LinkedIn? I know a lot of students are scared to share their voice and I know that you are able to do it like successfully, but I know that also like some people see like numbers as being like, mm -hmm. say like someone gets a like then and they like only get one like as opposed to someone else that gets like 50 likes on their post. Like how important is that? And how like, how can like just putting your voice out there, like make you look more yeah. professional and stuff? Yeah, I had the same problem. You know, when I first started, I was so, you know, so focused on the metrics and it drove me crazy. You know, I was comparing myself to other content creators, thinking to myself that I wasn't good enough and it was just bad. And it, it kind of, provided me, it made me feel like I had like this bad mindset mm -hmm. and it just poisoned my mind, right? Um, but somebody, one of my mentors at the time recommended to just try to focus on impacting at least one person, right? If you can impact at least one person, then you are already doing more than what's expected. Mm -hmm. And if they share your content, then great. But it's really a matter of um, sharing your voice, connecting them with value, and just making them a better person from who they were prior, right? Um, but I would say to, let's see, honestly, I would say, uh, some, this is like advice that I give to other people, is nobody can take your story away from you, right? I think a lot of people focus on, a lot of young content creators when they first start, is they focus on like, oh, are people going to judge me for, you mm -hmm. know, my, what I'm going to post? Like, are my facts correct? Oh my gosh, like, I'm only, you know, this age. Uh, what are people going to think of me, right? But instead, like, everybody has something to share that other people don't know about, right? Like you, Mariela, you know things that I don't know. Um, and by you posting that content on LinkedIn, then you're going to provide value to me. And mm -hmm. I'm going to take something away from that. And I'm going to remember you because you helped me in that way. Right. Um, so if you recall that your story is your story and nobody can take that away from you, then you'll recognize that um, sharing your voice on the platform isn't all that scary. Right. Because we all mm -hmm. have different experiences uh, than other people. Awesome. And this is why we call him the LinkedIn King because he knows <laughs> what he's talking about. And he is like really good at just like putting himself out there and not being afraid of judgment. I mean, it's going to be scary at first. It's stepping out of your comfort zone, comfort zone for sure, like many other people, you know, but it's a risk we all take. And just by displaying your voice and showcasing what you have to offer is really important because like you were saying, you can touch one person and that one person will like reflect on that and maybe even come back for more, share that with their friends and just really appreciate your experience and like your answers and stuff like that. Exactly. It's a ripple effect. And also, you never know who's watching your content, right? Mm -hmm. You never know. Um, I have been posting content for two years, right? And 
every once in a while, I receive these messages where someone will mention, uh, like, they'll be like, hey, you know, I've been following your content for X amount of months or X amount of weeks, and you've impacted me in this way. I would love to feature you on this, or, um, I would, you know, here's an article that I think you'd be really interested in, or whatever. Um, you can receive a lot of opportunities that way. So just being persistent, or sorry, being, being consistent in, uh, you know, the content creation will really take you a long way. The next question I have for you is how can personal branding help an individual in terms of job hunting and looking professional in general? Yeah, um, personal branding can, it can only help you, right, in this process. And with that, obviously, all of us want to stand out in some way. And the best way to stand out is to build your personal brand, is to be recognized, be known for something um, that can score you these opportunities, right? So uh, it helps you in, in ways such as having recruiters keep you top of mind. Maybe you're posting, like I said, you're posting content on LinkedIn and you're connected with some recruiters. As you're posting, uh, your content will, you know, constantly keep, like, will be posted and, and come up on their feed. Also, it'll help you understand your strengths and your passions, right? Ultimately, what you're good at and how you can leverage that to excel your career. Um, it can help you build a network that can lead to referrals, um, lead to a myriad of opportunities that are just, you know, just endless opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and also, yeah, I, I wouldn't kind of end with that, but there's just so many things that personal branding can do for you. And if you have something that you're passionate about, something that you're interested in, you know, just take that, take that to the next level whether it's to create like a blog post around or a blog series around it, um, you know, whether it is sharing the content on LinkedIn or maybe doing speaking engagements, if you really want to take that bold step, um, there's so many creative ways that you can go, go about it. So um, personal branding will, will help you in a lot of ways. Um, how would you say that you, um, how have you created your personal brand and what does it portray? Yeah. When I first started, I wanted to position myself as a student that was learning on this, the process of learning about all things marketing, right? So by the time I got to sophomore, junior year, I wanted to be in this position where people recognize me for my knowledge within the marketing space and uh, have them recognize that I'm somewhat of a thought leader in the marketing industry, in the student, in the student community. Um, so that's kind of how I strategize myself in that way. But also now just because, um, you know, I, I shared my voice on LinkedIn, like you said, like I became known as the LinkedIn guy um, and people just know me by nature of that. Um, and also now I'm kind of shifting my brand towards being knowledgeable within the software sales space. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm constantly pivoting my brand based off of my interests and my uh, steps in my career as I go along this uh, journey towards a full time role. Right. Um, so I think to break it down, the first step is really to understand what it is that you're passionate about, what it is that you're uh, really interested in and how you can uh, intersect and integrate your strengths and your passions to deliver value to other people and be known for that.
Awesome. And then you're saying like you're kind of shifting your brand. A lot of people like shy away from change. And like once they like put something out there and they say that that's their brand, they're kind of like afraid to like change it and like rebrand themselves. But I think that that's like a really important aspect of just like growing as an individual and also learning about yourself. Like you said, you like developed the liking in like the cells area but a lot of people are kind of like afraid to like try new things so I feel like your personal brand is going to change and you should just like be open to that that was just my comment on that (laughs) yeah exactly I mean your personal brand should always be dynamic right it should never be static Mm -hmm. um and it's okay like maybe your calling is that one thing and being known for that one thing right but if you're like majority of the students out there, you don't know what you want to do, right? And you might have different interests, different passions at different times, right? So constantly pivoting those interests is totally okay. And pivoting your personal brand is totally okay, right? Um, it's very possible to pivot and, and shift your personal brand and being recognized for something different, right? So I would definitely keep that in mind. And this question is kind of similar to the previous one, but how have you used um, personal branding to your advantage? Yeah, for me, like I said, just position myself as a thought leader within the marketing sales space uh, as a student, right? Still being uh, aware that I am a student, but um, with that, I've helped, you know, it's, it's helped me land informational interviews with incredible people that I've still stayed connected to or connected with. Um, Also, this this personal branding journey has helped me acquire the internships that I've had. Um, Every time, every interview that I've had with a company, I always mention the side hustle of building my brand on LinkedIn, right? And there's so many things that you can take away from building your brand that specifically applies if you're pursuing a career in in business it specifically applies to any job within the the business realm right building a personal brand you you can take away like okay you know i understand how to do create content i understand how to to talk to people i understand how to just brand myself right it's and transition that into helping to brand a company um but also like kind of going off, continuing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this personal branding journey has helped me uh, go to visit LinkedIn's headquarters to speak on behalf of, uh, you know, the student community and discuss personal branding, right? So there's just like, like I said, endless amount of opportunities that come with building a personal brand. And um, there's definitely a lot of ways to utilize that to your advantage. I know one time you did a presentation with engineering students, and I know a lot of students are kind of like afraid to delve into topics that are kind of like saturated by business folks, but I believe like personal branding doesn't just apply to business people. It's like more, more like it's professional and it can apply to anyone. So like, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I totally agree. I think anybody can build a personal brand. Um, no matter the industry that you're in, no matter <clears throat> what job you have, um, you can have a brand focused on 
you know, and, and by nature, we all have a personal brand, right? Uh, we are all known for something. It doesn't have to be like a skill. Um, doesn't have to be um, like a physical thing, right? Um, maybe people know you, or, or you are known for your humor or for your kindness or for your ambition, right? So in that way, that can personal branding applies to everybody. Um, but in any other space, you can be known for what you know about programming languages, and if you have a good sense of how different these different languages work, that'll help you in these interviews and you know other ways upon your throughout your career path. So it's definitely applicable to everybody in this world because in essence, everybody has a personal brand. Okay, moving along, how would you recommend students and others go about applying personal branding to their own life? Yeah, so the first step I would say, take time to reflect on what you're good at and what you enjoy doing, right? What I like to do is <clears throat> when I was kind of figuring out what my passions and strengths are and what my personal and clarifying what my personal branding is i created a side by side by side list where on one side i listed out all my strengths and on the other side i listed out all of the things that i was passionate about and after i created that list i began connecting both sides and how i can find ways in which uh you know those connect and also from there looking up jobs and careers that can, that support both my strengths and my passions. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first step and, and clarifying your brand and you know, what you're interested in and all that kind of stuff. And second is to begin communicating uh, the knowledge that you have about what it is that your, your, your strengths are that you're passionate about, right? Find the platform that resonates most, most with your audience that just makes the most sense. Uh, so that can be, LinkedIn, that can even be Instagram, it can be Twitter. Um, it can even be you know, your own website and you know, uh, promoting your website in that way. Mm -hmm. And from there, just start building your network, right? Start building your network and getting and, and become known within your community. So reaching out to alumni from your school, um, asking even friends and family, um, maybe your neighbors, uh, if you know, if they know anybody to connect you with someone who is potentially interested in what you're uh, sharing. So those are kind of the steps that I would take to begin building your personal brand. Mm -hmm. And I know this question is going to kind of like come up. They're going to ask like, where can I find these resources? Yeah. Um, I would say definitely get on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I, I can't stress that enough. Feel free to connect with me. There's a uh, career consulting firm that I'm involved with. It's called Consulting, which essentially their mission is to help uh, students coming from non-target schools and connecting them with resources and with people that can help them, uh, you know, acquire opportunities, career opportunities for themselves, right? But Consulting has a ton of resources that they can share with you and understanding how to build your personal brand, how to connect with other people. Um, and that's just like, they just have a lot of consolidated information in one spot that is easy to reference. So I wish I knew about one soul team when I was a freshman, but um, 
like like I said, like looking at it now, they just have a lot of a lot of things that you can reference to and uh, utilize to your advantage to take your career and your personal brand to the next level. Um, another question is: Are those resources with one salting free, or is there a cost behind that? Yeah, um, they. If you follow one salting, you can follow their content. They're always posting uh, very valuable content that you can, you know, take and, and uh, take inspiration from and apply it to your own life. Um, they also have their own resources that you can find online. You can you can schedule uh, calls with people that are involved in one consulting. So some of it is free and some of it, there is a cost to tie to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always happy to share um, this Excel sheet that I have that has um, a lot of resources that you can utilize to your advantage that one consulting created. Awesome. And our last question for you today is, what are the best tips and advice for building one's brand? Yeah, I would say don't be shy in promoting yourself, right? I think a lot of people are just scared and just they aren't used to um, promoting themselves, right? They think that they might be bragging or it gives them like a negative light. And that's not true, right? I think there's a way to go about it where you can promote yourself, but also stay humble, right? Because if you don't promote yourself, no one's going to know about you. No one's going to know what you're up to or anything. And um, it's, it's just really important to uh, com- communicate the things that you're doing um, so other people can help you, right? And so it's not, it's not a selfish thing. Um, you're just kind of informing um, the world what's going on in your life. And maybe in that way, you can even help people um, because you are sharing uh, your voice. Um, and also I would say, be consistent and adding value to your audience, right? Trust the process. Like I said, there might be those people that is, they've been following your journey for a long time, but they haven't reached out to you yet. Um, and it just takes that one message that can change your life. It can take that one opportunity that can totally uh, turn your life for the better, right? So um, don't stop, you know, don't quit. <laughs> just keep on going. Uh, and also along that way, along that journey is begin finding creative ways to, uh, to build, help, you know, provide value to other people. Don't, don't just stick with one thing. Um, just kind of experiment and be open-minded to, tr- to trying different things because, uh, you never know what can click and, uh, make something just blow up because of what you created. So those would be my tips. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me and being my first ever guest on the Been There, Done That podcast. I really appreciate it. And I said, why not invite the LinkedIn King himself to be my first guest? And I just really appreciate all the thoughtful tips that you were able to provide for not only me, but for my listeners. And I just appreciate you being a really great friend and being able to provide this for us. So thank you. Thank you, Mario. And it's a pleasure being on this podcast. Um, and I cannot wait to promote it. And, and you're doing great things. So keep that up. Thank you. And I was gonna before we wrap this up, I was just gonna ask if you wanted to you could like, say like your LinkedIn information or your Insta socials, whatever you want to like add on here, and we'll promote it on our end. But if you'd like to just state that before you leave. 
Yeah, that'll be great. Sure. Yeah, so feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, my full name will be on the podcast episode, I'm sure, within the show notes. So um, you can just type in my name on the LinkedIn search bar and you'll find me pretty easily. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram at my first name, Adrian underscore my last name, Lauderdale. And uh, yeah, I'm willing and happy and willing to uh, help anybody with anything. So don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Awesome. Well, you guys heard it from Adrian. You can find that information on the Been There Done That podcast on Instagram and also on all the other stuff that we'll have posted. But don't forget to follow us at Been There Done That um, podcast on Instagram. And thank you so much. And we'll you, see you next time. Thank right. you, Adrian. Bye. Bye.